We're here, we're queer, and we're already changing the world. Welcome to the Queer Changemakers podcast, where each episode we will have a conversation with an LGBTQ plus changemaker, someone who is out there taking action in the world to make our community and the world a better place. Welcome to this episode of Queer Changemakers. Today we have Stefan DeVries here. And can we just start with a little introduction about who you are and what you do? Thank you, Justin, for having me. Yeah, my name is Stefan indeed, and I'm from Belgium, actually. And I am the founder and owner of Titanology, which is a business development platform for LGBTQ plus business owners. That's what I have been doing now for, I think, since the beginning of 2021. And yeah, that, that's what I love doing right now. That's why I'm also here to talk about it a little bit more and to just, just to help show our community what is possible. Okay. So usually I go in an order, but I'm not going to do that today. I'm just going <laughs> to... Uh, so what, what, what got you started into that? When I've been building businesses for a long time now, since 2002, 2003, and... I've always have been in a mindset to learn a lot and to go through programs that could help me build better businesses and so on. But across the years, I always felt, especially since I was coming out for myself, you know, being a gay man, I always felt that I really didn't belong in these kind of programs. And I had a hard time finding like-minded entrepreneurs in my environment especially the ones that are from the queer community and i thought like there has to be something like this and here in belgium in this region there isn't really anything like that so i figured well i mean there is an issue there or there's a gap there so what do we do as good entrepreneurs? We create a solution for that. So that's where I really came up with the idea to combine all my knowledge, combine everything that I have done, my experiences, and doing this for the LGBTQ plus community, building something like technology, building a community where business owners from our community can come together, feeling it in a safe space, feeling like you don't need to hide who you really are, you can really step into your authenticity. And at the same time, it's about business building, right? It's about helping each other build a, a life of freedom, uh, getting more revenue, more profit, more anything that you want to build for yourself. That's what I want to provide because I was looking for myself and I just want to be able to be part of this kind of movement, as I call it these days, to help anybody within our LGBTQ plus community to build a dream life, to build something that they are really enjoy doing. And that's how it all started. There, there's a bigger story behind it, but let's just say that's the that's it, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks for sharing that. Um and I hear that and I echo part of that. I think a lot of some of the trainings and programs that I've been a part of, uh there were very few uh out and queer people. Yeah. Um they were there, some were there, but like it was hard to find. And usually the person in charge wasn't the most, uh, definitely not queer. And sometimes even when they tried to be inclusive, it was very awkward and yeah. not <laughs> what I would call inclusive. It'd be like, I guess you're trying. Um, so I can see that, I can see that. So like when you, when you think of Titanology, uh, what would you like to see Titanology accomplish in the next well, yeah, that's a great question, Justin. I think my bigger vision is to become the, the biggest business development platform for LGBTQ+, worldwide, but also one, one of the pieces of my B-hack, as I call it, my big, hairy, audacious goal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so within the, the next 10 years, let's say, I, I want to be able to be part of eradicating LGBTQ plus business failure. That's part of the impact that I want to create within our community. And with business failure, I mean like 
the people that are starting a business, that are running a business, that they have to go back to maybe a nine to five, maybe a toxic workplace, maybe a toxic toxic situation that they try to escape from while building their own business. And just, again, having the possibility, having the opportunity to build a life that they enjoy around a passion, around something that they're building, something yeah, within their business, you know? And eradicating LGBTQ plus business failure is a big part of what I want to achieve with technology. And that can mean many things, but as an idea, as a vision, it it makes me really excited, you know? And if I also tell this to other people, you can see it in their eyes like, well, that's cool. They don't really know what it actually means always because they think about failure is like, yeah, but failure is not a bad thing. And I agree, it's not a bad thing. It's it's only a bad thing if people that are starting out something or are building something are not able to continue with it for whatever reason. And in most cases, it, it could be about lack of knowledge, the lack of support, the lack of funds, the lack of a lot of things. And with technology, I want to provide any of those pieces so that people can keep going, you know, keep going is one of the major things for any business owner, if you want to become successful, uh, whatever that means in your world, but you know, uh, that's what I want to achieve with technology. So it's not so much about myself. I just want to have a good life and I'm creating an impact, but I want to have that impact for our community because I see it's needed. I see people are trying to build stuff and are not always successful had to have to stop actually doing that thing because of these reasons and i want to be there to overcome those situations awesome i really appreciate that idea around failure i think i've heard many many things about it some you know failure is not a bad thing and then i think one that stuck with me the most was failure isn't real uh failure is only there if like you said if you stop yes if you're going to keep going then it's not failure it's just exactly we typically call it learning um yeah. <laughs> or at least we used to call it learning or we could their biggest challenge um so like in 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 the work that you've done and the people you've worked with what do you think is like the biggest challenge when it comes to either building a business or letting failure stop them yeah Honestly, Justin, a lot of times it's mindset. In many cases, I would even almost say in all the cases that I've been part of, people that I'm helping, people that I've helped in the past and, and will be helping in the future, 100% there is a mindset issue. And if I'm talking about mindset, I'm talking about Resilience, I'm talking about um, perseverance, I'm talking about um, imposter syndrome, I'm talking about all the things that can stop you from achieving more than you would think is possible. Because if I talk to people that are starting out, many of them have the imposter syndrome and, and think like, I'm not worthy, and I don't deserve this, I cannot do this, you know. But even people that have a successful business that, that are trying to scale a business, they have mindset issues around not able, not able to letting go, not able to, to delegating their work and, and still being in the trenches too much because they feel, they think they have the mindset that nobody else can do it as good as they can. So it's always the first thing that we need to take a look at if, we're looking at any type of business owner is how is your mindset? And even for myself, Justin, to be honest, I have to check in with myself very often as well to make sure that my mindset stays solid because there are ups and downs. There is, I told you before we started recording, it was a roller coaster of a week, ups and downs. And if your mindset is not in the right position, let's say, if you're not able to, to overcome some of these impactful situations that could bring you down, 
then you have a tendency to do the do the things that are not helpful. You bring yourself down, you bring your business down, and you can even start thinking about maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe this is not for me. Maybe I should quit. Maybe, you know, and if you're not strong and within the mindset, then I see people actually quitting, quitting on themselves, quitting on the idea and just going back to the comfortable life that they are used to. And that's a huge issue. That's a big challenge for many of us. And I think it's partly because we have, we, we've gone through so many things already in our own story, in our own life, the coming out story and whatnot. And we feel sometimes like we don't want to deal with this extra burden of building a business. So if you're building a business and with all the people that have helped, it's, it's really mindset. Getting the mindset right is a big, big challenge for sure. Okay, okay. And I like how you, you said the word quitting there. And earlier was failure, and now it's like maybe failure is just quitting, on 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 a on a level. Yeah, it is. It is for me. It is for me. It's really about that. If you quit, that's failure. If you stop, and it's not stopping a specific business that's not working. It's it really means like giving up to be your own entrepreneur, like your own boss. Let's say stopping, quitting on building something for yourself that for me is failure and if i think about it my own business with technology no matter how hard it gets i don't want to stop i will never stop i've built many businesses and i have failed a lot of these businesses but i didn't stop trying to pursue the next thing that could help me build the life that i want yeah. And there will be periods of time that maybe you do something you don't like, but at, at, even if the, if you do things you don't like right now, as long as you have the mindset, of, as long as you are thinking about, okay, this is just temporarily, what can I do to get out of this? What can I do to build the next thing that will help me build my own life? As long as you have that, that fire in yourself, then it's not a failure. It's just the next step that you need to take to get there. But don't just quit on yourself. Don't quit on, on building something um, impactful, I would say. That's right. I, I, I like the idea of, of going to the next thing to build the life you want. Um, yeah. So I guess a question in that direction for you is how would you say the difference between uh, quitting versus pivoting or how would someone who might be doing something and maybe they aren't getting the results they want mm -hmm. and there's that question of maybe I should quit go back to the other thing or possibly stop doing what I'm doing now and choose something else um how how might someone make that decision or know what's pivoting versus quitting that's a good question, Justin. Um, I think that that's not an easy decision to make, right? Because you don't know, you cannot see the future. So whatever decision you make, it's always based on a feeling that you have, like this is the better decision or the better situation. Um, with all this decision that I have made in terms of, of businesses that I have started and pivoted and so on, for me, the most important piece is what, how will your future self see or react on what you're doing, right? It's something that I learned along the way because if you have a future vision, you should be able to see yourself in a specific situation and in a specific way of being. And if you ask yourself the question like, if my future self would see me right now with what I'm doing and the decision that I'm making, would my future self, which would, where I want to get to, would that future self be happy about this? Would they be able to see that this is going in the right direction? Yes or, yes or no, right? 
as long as you take the decisions that are getting you closer to your future vision, then that's the right way to go, no matter what that means. It can mean that you have to pivot into freelancing. It can mean that you have to pivot, maybe going back to nine to five temporarily, because you see that if you do that, it will take you closer to your future vision, to your future self. Because if, again, uh, simply put, if you if your current business is not working, you're not generating any revenue, you can only go so long, right? You, If nothing happens, you, you cannot just end up in the street. That That's not going to bring you forward. So at that time, making a decision to do something that could bring in some uh, more funds, I would say, to get you there is the right decision. If it's a different business, is it, it, maybe it's a different offer, a different vertical, a different niche, it all depends on, on what where you're at right now. But if you keep in mind that whatever you do and you feel within your full body that it brings you closer to where you want to get to, then it's not a bad decision, no matter what. It's never a bad decision as long as you keep going towards your future goal. And it can be really simple. It can be really... Look, I have a specific vision where I want to be in two years from now. I created that vision maybe two years ago. So that was my vision. And I want to be, for instance, at a, I want to be on a stage in front of thousands of LGBTQ plus business owners. I want to be there and inspire them. That is one of my future visions. And along the way, I see little pieces of decisions that I have made and, and things that have happened to me. I can see and I can relate that, yes, even if it's just a small step, this will bring me closer to that vision. And then I know no matter what, I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. And as long as I keep that mindset, I I don't mind to go through a lot of shit. <laughs> I don't mind to grind and I don't mind to, to do some things, sometimes things that I don't like to do because I know it will get me to that future vision. And again, as long as I keep going forward and as long as I don't quit and I just, and I don't give up, I, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm going forward. And that's the, that's the key, I think. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. And when I hear different people share their stories and their journeys, um, sometimes like mentally, I get the idea of not quitting and going forward and being resilient and perseverance. And in that, sometimes what helps me is sort of like a story or like an example. So a question that I have for you is in your journey so far, what is like a, a one of the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome so that people can sort of, you know, see the before and after, see the struggle? Because sometimes, you know, what we see on Instagram is only what we see on Instagram. And yeah. we don't see everything that happened before that moment or even during that moment. We only get to see this little snapshot. So would you be able to share a story of a challenge you've overcome or experienced? Yeah, 100%. 100%. When I started out with technology, um, I was pretty successful from the start. Within a couple of months, I was able to generate around 20K in my business. But it's it wasn't a way that it would be sustainable, meaning I did things. Uh, it was a lot of social selling, a lot of outreach, a lot of DMing people and so on, which worked at that time. And the moment that I felt like, okay, this is working, I stopped doing it. I stopped doing it because I didn't really enjoy just doing all the things day in, day out. And I was trying to see like, okay, I need to delegate as, as soon as possible. But that meant that the whole reason why I was so successful was because I was doing it. And the moment I stopped doing that, the business actually fell flat. So even after a couple of months of being successful with what I was doing, there was no income anymore. And at that time, as with many people, we tried to change a lot of things. 
we we try to change everything. We we say like, oh my God, this is not working. Uh, we have to change this and that, and new offer, and new blah 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 blah. And you go on and on and on and on until you got something completely different than where you were starting, and and then you wonder why it's not working anymore. So <laughs> it's something that we have to be really careful about. It's not because, first of all, it's not because it's working from the beginning that you should just be comfortable at that point. Once it goes well, you should actually keep doing the same thing until you have a, a situation where even if there's nothing coming in, you're still comfortable enough. That's about revenue and so on and about a runway. But also, another thing is don't change everything at the same time because suddenly you have no sales for two weeks or three weeks. That's the key. I mean, if you are able to, to hold out and to just keep doing the things that were working, even if you have an idea that they are not working anymore because you don't get any sales, for example, you have to keep going. You have to keep doing the same things because eventually everything will, will even out. Like it will work. It will keep working. If it works in the beginning, it will keep working as long as you do the same things. But if you start changing everything, then you don't know. You just don't know what, what is working, what is not working. And I made that mistake a couple of times, I would say. <laughs> and every time then, okay, I had to go back, for instance, to freelancing because no sales, I changed everything and then no revenue. So you have to do something to keep the lights on. So back to freelancing, which I was already accustomed to for over a decade so i knew how to do that but it wasn't really what i enjoyed but at that time for me in my mind what i thought about that is this is just a way to fund my business this is me investing within my own business instead of going to an investor to help them or to get money from them i just did it myself through freelancing yeah. so you know it, it's, it's that kind of evolution within the full story, within your full business that that is interesting to see how people do this and how, how I have been able to overcome that. So after that, I funded my business and then I started to do it all by myself again and just being focused on the business, then I didn't make the same mistake anymore. I kept doing the same things that were working and I was able to build on top of that. It's really just to compound the good things and keep compounding and having the patience, having the patience to wait months, years, doing the same boring thing day in, day out, to keep compounding until you reach the point that you have compounded it so much that you can actually step-by-step step can reinvest, I would say, into branching out to maybe trying something new, trying some other things that could make the business even grow faster or grow bigger without, without, without stopping the things that are working from the first place. Because if you stop doing the things, if you stop doing the things that are working in the first place, then you are back at square one. And then you're you're basically starting a new business almost if you just stop doing what you just did that was working. And it's the shiny object syndrome, honestly. And and I think a lot of people have it. And it's it's a trap. It's it's 100 percent a trap. I fell into the trap many times. And you would you would think after a couple of times that you would be smarter, okay. but I mean with everything that is going uh, online and all the opportunities, all the opportunities that you see, it's very easy to get excited, especially if you're an entrepreneur. That's how our brain works. We see an opportunity, we want to tap into it, and off we go. <laughs> Instead of just doing the same stupid things again and again the, the stupid things that work actually yeah and and yeah i think i think uh the shiny objects keep getting shinier so yeah yeah 100%. if you keep doing the boring stuff for months and years 
Okay. Everything looks better than just keep doing the boring stuff. Everything. Yeah. But having the discipline to stay with the boring stuff until it's big enough, that's, that is the key for many of the successful overnight people. You hear the same story. You hear how they have struggled. You hear how they have gone through a lot of situations that are similar, but nobody talks about that. And they see the overnight success and, oh yeah, they are successful. I should do that thing right now because they are successful. Well, yeah. well. the overnight success after 10 years of work. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, all right. Thank you for sharing that. And when I, when I, earlier you mentioned mindset is a thing that stops people or a big challenge that they run into. Yeah. And you said when the business wasn't working, you went back to freelancing, but you yeah. saw freelancing as funding. Yeah. I appreciate that reframe, you know, that yeah. I still do something different. Which some people might say is a failure or a step back, but you're like, no, this is just getting funding into my business, which is yeah. important. And I, I appreciate that example of using mindset to yeah. stay aligned with your vision and, and the future that you want. Yeah, because um, it was a temporary, temporary thing. And in my mindset as well, like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to put my head down. I'm going to do this. I'm going to earn the money to reinvest in the business and I can go on. So this is the moment that, that you think about, oh my God, if I do this, this is for the rest of my life then it becomes very, very yeah, detrimental for your own mental health if you think about it like that. But if you think as, as a period in time, I mean, for me, it was about six months. Six months in a whole lifespan is nothing. Eh? This is nothing. I mean, how fast does time goes? We're almost at the end of 2023. So six months in, in the whole scheme of things is just a drop on a on a... On a in a river or whatever you how you call it i don't know but yeah. it's nothing right huh. so because we do it on a long term because we're not in business at least not me i'm not in business to be a millionaire within six months right mm -hmm. it's a different mindset if you're in if you have that mindset then then i don't know then i cannot help you but if you're in it for the long term for the long game and you want to play the long game, mm -hmm. these kind of things, they come up and you do it and you move on. And it's, it's, it's a spec, you know, it's nothing. Okay. Okay. So there's always challenges. There's always problems. There's always opportunities, solutions. So when you think about where you are now, um, what's a challenge that you're currently facing and, or how can others support or how would, what kind of support would be helpful to you at the moment? Yeah. Uh, with, with technology, what we discovered after two years is that if we want to help more people within our community, we have to be more careful about how we try to reach the people that we want to help, which means that instead of just blasting out a lot of content, let's say, and a lot of offers that could relate to some people, not all of people, or not all of the people, but we just put it out there and hope that somebody relates to that. I think the biggest challenge that we have right now is to first consolidate our offers. Uh, so that, which means that if we have now three offers, three main offers, it's an offer for people that are starting out, people that are trying to accelerate their business and people that are trying to scale their business or even exit their business. So there's three distinctive offers and three distinctive audiences that we want to reach. Our challenge right now is to be able to create messaging that relates to these three different audiences. That's a big challenge. And another challenge, of course, is, well, if we want to grow these kind of pieces, and technology as a whole, we need to have more people coming to us 
in, in each of these three audiences. Um, it's not easy, it's a big challenge because we're we are making it ourselves difficult because we don't focus on one offer at the same time, which would be the better solution, as some might say. I don't wanna do that. It's just how I work. It's just how my mind works. I don't wanna limit myself because I know for a fact that these three offers are super valuable, but it remains the same challenge to get to the right message to the right people and to get them on board of these offers to keep growing the full platform, let's say. So in terms of challenge, that is our biggest challenge. In terms of where we're at, that, that's what we do right now. What is something that we could use or what is something that, that I could ask for support and this is i don't like i don't like to ask for support but i should be doing it as with anybody else you know that's otherwise we don't else <laughs> I, I i am with you there uh, also <laughs> one, one little thing i'll say is sometimes it's hard to ask for help or things so yeah. every so often what i'll do is i'll just pretend that chat gpt is a friend of mine and i'll just be like yeah. hey chat gpt I'm struggling with this issue. What do you yeah. have to say about it? Um, <laughs> usually the information is interesting, not always helpful, almost never helpful, but just, I don't know, building that muscle is something that I'm also struggling with and learning. Uh, it's just a little one way. You know, <clears throat> the thing that would help me and technology the most is just keep talking to business owners, keep talking to our audience and and that the audience, people from our community, LGBTQ plus business owners, give us the opportunity to talk to them. I think that's a big one, right? Of course, everybody, look, let's not play around here. Let's, let's not fool each other. Everybody has something to sell to each other, right? Everybody has something. If they're building a business, you're trying to sell something, right? Okay. So... I'm not saying I'm not trying to sell something if I'm talking to somebody, but by talking to people, by talking to your potential customers, to your audience, the thing is that you try to understand where they're at, where they want to get to, what do they need, right? So if we as technology have a solution around that, then we should be able to help them with that, right? Yeah. So for me, Every day, I'm trying to talk to business owners, every single day. And if people feel like we are trying to sell them something, they're not wrong, but at the same time, let's just have a conversation. I mean, that's why networking is still a big thing. You go to a networking event to meet people because you want to sell to each other. Just name it as it is. It's not... Okay, it's to create relationships and so on, but eventually we want to create a win-win situation, right? So let's not fool each other here. We all want to grow a better business. So let's just be open enough to have that conversation. And if we can help each other, and if it makes sense, let's just work together, you know, in whatever form that means. So I think for me, because I see too many times through LinkedIn or Instagram and so on, you try to reach out to people, and they feel almost offended that you reach out to them. And they almost feel offended and, and, and trying to see if you're actually a scammer. Uh, why are you asking me this? Why do you want to talk to me? Like, can we just have a conversation? Like, I'm curious about how your business is working. I'm curious if you need any help. Maybe I am curious if I can help you. And if I can't, I won't. But having the... It bothers me, as you can see. It bothers me that people have immediately the tendency to to think or or to be offended that people are reaching out to me. Well, if I go to a networking event and if I'm just standing in the corner, that's that's the equivalent of being on social media and not talking to people, honestly. Yeah, I can. If you're offended by people talk to you on social media, you should be offended by people talk to you on networking events. That's fair. That's fair on 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 some levels. I do get it because sometimes, you know, in your messages, um, not your like the messages that show up in your inbox, it's like, wait, this person 
sent me a whole paragraph that has nothing to yeah. like they <laughs> did they even read my profile they didn't even start with a hi um and it's just like yes and there's that, yeah and that's that, yes they they i can see how certain people make it harder for the rest of us yes because, you know of the messages maybe someone received yours might be an actual like i'm trying to have a conversation and so many others are like you know, this one way of, if I send a thousand messages to people uh, and one person responds, it's worth it. Um, and I, I don't think that's, to me, that seems less fun. And uh, those are the people who make it harder for the rest of us to yeah. connect in, in some of these places. Yeah, yeah I and, think you're right. Yeah, I think you're 100% right there. And I do appreciate what you're doing with Titanology. Because um, I think maybe yesterday you had then the monthly like networking yeah. online, so it's like similar to the entrepreneur creating the uh, solution for a problem. It's like okay, I'm going to create a space where people can actually just connect and talk and yeah. share, and it's not a you know spam pitch fest per se. Yeah, it's um, a, yeah, a place to meet each other. It's a place to talk to each other. It's a place to share experiences. And again, if we can help each other, why wouldn't we? Like we're, we're all big talk about how people should help the community or how we, within the community, we should help ourselves. Like we should help each other. Helping doesn't mean that you have to do everything for free because you're just part of the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah? That, <laughs> that's not what it means, right? We wanna help each other to become better businesses, to, to create big, bigger impact so but it starts with understanding if who we are who who is doing what and what do they need and not being yeah. offended by that i'm not offended by if anybody sends me a message or anything that that could potentially help me you still have the decision to say no right mm -hmm. so anyway <laughs> When you when you think about where technology is right now, who are sort of the best fit people that you can serve the greatest, and how might they want to work with you? Yeah, who are the best fit people that can serve that you can serve? Yeah, greatest, and how would they decide to work with you? Good, good question. <laughs> um, it relates back to the three audiences that I mentioned before: is if people are freelancers, solopreneurs, and they're trying to build a business. And they feel lonely. They feel stuck. They feel like many out there that maybe they are trying to look for answers, but the answers that they're getting are not really on point or are coming from people that they can't relate to. Those people are the people we can help by providing a community. You're part of the community as well, Justin. So it's the Alan Proud Business Hub, as we call it. And it's an online community where we put people together that are doing the same thing, right? That are building a business so they can learn from each other. We are collecting Titan masters, as we call them, subject matter experts that can answer any question that you have around the specific topics. So it's a, a community of business owners and people that are really starting out, so freelancers, solopreneurs, especially self-employed, people that, that are doing it by themselves, people that feel like they need some sense of belonging in what they're doing. And if they're doing it by themselves, it, it can become very lonely. And we want to be there to, to help them understand that they are not alone and that they can get some support, they can get some accountability and all of these things. So that's a type of person that we can help. Um, if, if you're from, I mean, another target audience or another person that we can definitely help are the people that are, and, and this is just recently as well. There is a big thing around supplier diversity. I don't know if you know that concept, Justin, but supplier diversity means that you as a, as a minority owned business or as a, diverse business, right, can tap into the supply chain of corporate bigger businesses. 
and bigger businesses have a specific program. They, they are shouting out to anybody that wants to hear that they need more diverse businesses. And it's a gap. It's somewhere where there's, there's, they don't find each other, right? What we are building right now is called the Queer Business Accelerator. So it's for people that are in business for a while now and people that want to tap into bigger businesses as well, corporate businesses, by providing whatever. It can be anything, you know. Uh, corporate businesses like Amazon, for example, they need a lot of services from suppliers. So we want to build that kind of bridge between those two by educating LGBTQ plus business owners how to grow their business to a point that they can be considered, first of all, as a diverse supplier. And secondly, that they know how to tap into those kind of opportunities, what they need to do. And we are also in touch with the corporate businesses. So it's easy for us to see what does corporate need? Do we have somebody in the queer business accelerator that can take advantage of that and so on? So it's, it's a combination of helping a business grow with education around marketing, sales, operations, and so on. And also the part of how to become a diverse supplier to tap into the corporate business. That's the second one. And the third one is uh, business owners that are building businesses that they would love to sell, that they would love to exit from, could be especially SaaS businesses or service type businesses that, that you're growing, you want to scale them, and eventually you would love to sell it, you want an exit and so on. So building sellable businesses. Building sellable businesses is also a big part of the whole business community, let's say. But within the LGBTQ plus community, it's something that is not looked at that much in terms of how you do that, how you can build such a smooth sailing business that if you want to step out as a business owner, you can. And it's it's doing that, which we are very much an expert in, especially me. I'm definitely an expert in operational efficiency, creating an agile environment, agile implementation, change management is what we do with these businesses. So they become so efficient and self-reliant and not relying on the business owner himself or herself or they themselves, you know. So not relying on the business owner themselves to run a business, right? So that if they want to sell the business, it's pretty easy to do that because they're not the face anymore. They're not needed in a business per se, right? So okay. those are the three main target audiences that we have. So you can see three main, three very distinctive offers, mm -hmm. distinctive like situations within each journey, I would say. Um, but as a whole, right, because everything fits into technology, the core concept stays the same. Like we're helping with business development for LGBTQ plus business owners, and we help to eradicate LGBTQ plus business failure. Even the ones that are scaling, the ones, you know, on every level. So it all comes together. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. It does. It does. It does. It does. Um, especially the, the, that that recap at the end, you know, helping all LGBTQ business owners. Yeah, that's, that's the essence. That's the essence. But like I said before, like the challenge is that if you just talk about that, Justin, and this is a tip for everybody, if you just talk about the greater vision of your company and you have several offers, it becomes very hard to help people understand how it actually can help them because. <clears throat> Everybody can use help with business development, right? But in a specific situation, a specific story, it's it might not relate to you at all because you just want, I don't know, you want to become a, a diverse supplier, you want to exit your business, and it's all business development. Mm -hmm. But because you don't, because you you are very specific in how you talk about it it becomes much easier for people to understand, oh yeah, this is actually what I need. 
but we have been talking about this the whole time but the people didn't understand what it actually meant yeah so if you have several offers i can just tell you create messaging very very specific around these offers to make it very clear what it is that makes that makes a lot of sense and i and i completely agree cuz yeah i'll bring up back go back to chat gpt um i know some people who swear by it um and i've done some playing around with it and sometimes i've been able to get it to say something that i like but yeah. a lot of times it's it gives me the correct answer or an mm. answer that sounds correct or it sounds true but i just don't care mm. i think sometimes that's that's what's happening because like when i look online there's a lot of people saying all almost the same thing yeah so it all just like sounds like words but it doesn't like connect it doesn't resonate it doesn't have exactly leave they're not lying to me i just don't care um and i and i do think that that sounds sounds good yeah and i think that that's a big 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 your factor message. yeah the, that's the thing is like that's that's what it might be missing right like business development to make you better cool cool LGBTQ yeah. community cool. with belonging very different cool. like two separate things um, yeah those i might follow up with you know um and i guess i had a question for you if you if you want to go there if you want to go there sure. so you mentioned i love how you always keep talking about the vision um and then you mentioned the vision for your life and like also for the business right mm -hmm. and like so like you mentioned earlier you would love to be on a stage yeah. uh being talking to queer business owners like what else is in that vision that you have for i would say yes for titanology in your business but also for you like as a, as a person because yeah we're so i love i love that question because the thing is if you're thinking about your future vision mm. even for your company actually actually you should start with yourself you should you should definitely start with where do you want to be where do you want to be within five to ten years right and i did that exercise for myself i've written it out i recorded myself saying the vision yeah and i listen to it often so i can hear myself talking about the clear vision that i have where i am at a specific date in the future how it looks like what i'm doing it's so clear it sticks in my mind time and time again but you start there why do you have to start there because honestly whatever you're building whatever business you're building it's a means to an end your business is actually just a means to an end it means that it's just a tool that you can use to get to your vision it's a tool it's not the end goal the end goal is your own personal vision so you start with your personal vision as i did and then you look at what you're doing right now you're, you're building your business mm -hmm. it can be a passion-driven business it's okay Within that business, you also have your goals, your future vision goals, like we do, right? Biggest business development platform and eradicating Azubdika plus business failure. But by doing that, I am actually getting closer to my own personal goal. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not doing technology, honestly, okay, I will do something else that at the same time will help me get to my personal vision. That's how I see it. That's how you make the distinction between those two. Because otherwise, if you're too much connecting the vision of your business with your own vision, then it, it becomes intertwined. And then it becomes very difficult when your business is not going well or you need to pivot, as you said before. You need to do something else. And suddenly, your whole future vision falls into pieces. Your full version your full vision, your personal one, falls into pieces. And then you're left with nothing, basically. And then it becomes even harder to, 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 to even think about, okay, the next thing that I'm going to do will get me closer again. No, it won't, because 
you don't you don't separate those two right so I, I, if i can tell you do that exercise personal vision business vision has to be separate the business vision will help you get to your personal vision right and your personal vision can change but okay it's okay every time you know uh, every five years you can change your vision where you want to be but that is your end goal and even end goal might seem a little bit big but but your business vision cannot be the same no 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 don't do that i love that so much because my brain is weird and it goes in lots of places and when you said you know connecting the business vision to your vision of life and you know making sure you keep that separate i see that for business but i also see that in other areas uh yeah. like i grew up in a in a religious christian environment mm-hmm. and there is this you know this vision of my religious community and my vision of life and sometimes you intertwine them so much that when there's a break there's like wait a minute who am i now what is this what is next for me um and i think about people like we all know stories of people who've made it who've done it all who you know hit the top of their field million dollars actors and like others and they feel empty inside because it was like once i'm the most famous actor in the world yeah. then i'll be able to you know achieve my personal thing but and they didn't have that clear distinction yeah. so i do how that that approach um works in many other situations and i can yeah. think of like a friend who recently went through a breakup and it's like how they're responding to it because they had this vision of their life that included this person mm. and now that that person is no longer there their life vision is a little off instead yeah. of even in a relationship that you know your growth is your growth yeah uh, and that that can show itself there so that's where my mind went because that's what my mind does um yeah right and even in a relationship um your partner is there to support you in any way that they can to reach your goals and vice versa you're also there to help them reach their goals maybe you have mutual goals within your relationship but it's yeah it's, i love it how you say it as well you have to have your own personal goals as well and and i don't like the word end goal which mean which would mean that if you reach it it ends like honestly if you if you do it well it should never end right you should have always then the next goal because the goal is not the point it's it's a journey and it sounds cliche but that's how it just is that's how it is that's how we keep growing as a person that's how we we keep going that's how we never quit yeah it's it's sometimes it's hard to learn because most of the time people don't talk about the journey because mm-hmm. the journey is weird and sometimes you go backwards and sometimes yep. you wake up late and sometimes you're yep. super tired and sweaty and <laughs> and gross and you take a picture and you're like oh delete delete i will never post this will <laughs> ever see me in this uh situation but sometimes that's where that's where the life that's where life is and that's um, okay yeah yeah and i yeah so many things are coming to mind and even when you were talking about the the relationship i'm like you know, this person, you help your partner with their goals and they help you with your goals okay. and like, and you might have shared goals. And even as I think about that, it's like, that makes sense. Cause if, if being with your partner is taking away from your goals or you being with your partner is taking away from their goals, it's like, well, what's, what are the goals? <laughs> well, what is this relationship doing? Yeah. And you know, historically, there's a lot of people who are stuck in bad marriages and just bad families and it's like how are the two of you together you hate each other like there's no love there like what is you're just making it a bad situation for everyone around you and i think having that clear vision of what you want for your life and being able to focus on it and i love that exercise you gave um seems like a good way to stay grounded and focused um so whether it's business love play free time there's start with yourself. You really need to enjoy the journey and just know where you're going. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I didn't know where we would be going today, but we went somewhere. And yeah. now there's the my favorite question to really ask yeah. uh, is when you think about the state of our LGBTQ community worldwide, um, or you can think locally in Europe or in Belgium, um, what is a vision you have for like that next step? What what is a vision you have to see a a greater LGBTQ plus community? What could that look like? In our community, there's a lot of talk about how workplaces are very toxic for LGBTQ plus people. They're not diverse. They're not inclusive. All of this. Honestly, how I see it, if we want to better the situation for LGBTQ plus workforce, people that are are part of a business and just want to be part of business, not so much building a business, which is fine. And let's start by building our own workplaces. And let's start by looking at ourselves as LGBTQ plus business owners to build businesses where we can employ people from our community, where we can create already a diverse culture within our own business. I believe we put too much emphasis on how corporate should do this and how all these big businesses should do this. But wait a minute. If they're not doing it and if we feel that they're doing a bad job, well, let's build our own businesses then. Let's, let's come together, build our own big businesses as LGBTQ plus business owners. Let's employ our own people and build out great workplaces there. That's, I feel, where there's still a lot of growth that can happen and also within within the whole narrative of the things within our own community i don't I, I don't see that there's a lot of talk about that there's a lot of people talking about inclusive workplaces and corporate and so on but yeah, well, what about our own businesses you know yeah. let's start with our own businesses so that for me i would love to see that more and more and more and if we can play a role in that as technology to, to help spread the word around that, I'm happy to do that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. And now we move into the rapid fire questions. I'm just going to start going. So first question, uh, what is something that inspires you and why? And... It's, a, it's supposed to be a, a quick answer, right? I know. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's more, these are just questions that I'm going to ask every time and yeah, yeah okay. what inspires <laughs> me the most yeah. is seeing what an impact entrepreneurs can make is seeing how people can build big businesses sometimes quickly sometimes slowly but they can create a big impact based on an idea that they have and that is super inspiring just from an idea building a business creating a big 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 impact even changing the world, that inspires me a lot. Thank you. Um, all right, next question. What is your favorite self-care routine? Working out. Working out is, is a staple in my whole routine. If I don't work out for a week, I feel so bad. And it involves fitness, so like just gym, you know, uh, powerlifting. It involves swimming. Um, those are really the things that that I enjoy very much doing. Just being active, being active, because we're not getting younger, and we need to stay on top of things. Especially as an entrepreneur, you're you're if you're sick, you can't do shit. So that's that's not good. Um, so for me, that is something that I enjoy doing and has to happen has to have everything i even put it as a non-negotiable in my calendar which means every tuesday every thursday across noon i go for a workout i don't care what happens i'm going i'm i'm gone bye don't call me right because it's so important for me that that's a thing what is a favorite moment of either pride that has happened so far or something happening in these holiday seasons as we head towards the end of the year? I think so, that uh, my most favorite part is being being part of the prize for sure. That was amazing. 
Um, we, we went to Barcelona, we, we joined the Pride here in Antwerp and so on. And just walking in the Pride is something so cool to do. Um, now it's October, right? So it's getting darker, it's getting colder, it's getting... It's, it's more romantic, I would say. I, I love that kind of a season. So it's more cozy. Yeah, but more cozy and so on. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, do they celebrate Halloween in Belgium? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Not, yeah. Do you, do you have any plans to, to wear a costume of any kind? Or? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> all right just just gotta check um because yeah pride is a big thing here especially in the queer community because it's like do all the things yeah um, there's a high heel race that happens and oh, a wow. number of different types of parties mm -hmm. and it's it's cute because i think the high heel race eventually started initially as like an actual race or maybe the first time that the story goes, it was cold and someone was going from one bar in the neighborhood to another bar, like a group was no, going, but they ran and they had heels uh, <laughs> and then we just, we kept it going. Um, and now there's, there's, it's cute because there's like a third of the people who actually want to run and win. And then there's other people who just want to like parade and wave to the crowd. And it's a, it's a fun little tradition <laughs> here in Washington, D.C. Yeah, if you're ever here for October or Halloween, you should, you should definitely be, uh, cool. it's fun. Thinking of our queer community, is there a queer change maker that inspires you or has inspired you? That's a tough one. I am, I'm a part of, I'm part of an organization called uh, Queer Founders. Mm -hmm. And the two persons that have started, the two people that have started it are Ignacio and are Christophs. And they both have built amazing businesses in also just a couple of years. And it's just very inspiring to see how they did it, how they are doing it, and, and what is possible, right? And now they're building this, this foundation or this organization where they want to help other founders to tap into their authenticity, to tap into more funding and so on, and to, again, to create an impact as well. So they are successful at what they do. They have built successful businesses, and now they want to create this kind of organization to also create an impact for our community. So... I look up to them because they have built great businesses and it's something that I admire. Honestly, anybody that has created a big business that has exited uh, the business and so on, um, I look up to because that's where I want to get to, to a point that I can help them as well, but also I can help people get there as well. Not just for me, but also just having the, the possibility to help anybody within our community that wants the same results to be able to to help them get there and then i just look up to these people and and try to reverse engineer what they have done and yeah it's just inspiring to see yeah awesome i i sometimes think the people that inspire us are because we have those same qualities and we have those same visions and there's that resonance that says oh I love I love that's that those are my people for a reason yeah. and yeah. what you're doing right now and what you want to do and your vision it all just aligns so well yeah yeah 100 yeah all right so my second and last question is do you have one piece of advice or guiding word of wisdom for other people who are out there who may see issues in our community who may see problems and like a guiding wisdom to help inspire them to you know maybe take action yeah. and be the thing that i will always be saying is step into your queer power we are more powerful than we think because we are part of the lgbtq plus community because we have a different mindset we, we think differently. We do things differently because we are part of the LGBTQ plus community. 
And that makes us more powerful than anybody else, no matter what they say. So I say, step into that power, step into that authenticity. This is your uniqueness, right? Use it to your best ability to create an impact, right? And if you're looking at business building as an entrepreneur, what do we always say? If you want to build a good business, you have to be unique, right? Well, the most unique part of the business when you start is you. Yeah. So if you're even doubting to be out and proud, as we call it, to, to be out in business and so on, honestly, step into that queer power because the way that you do things, if you do things differently than all the other businesses, that makes you unique, that makes you better than other people. So step into that queer power. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that and sharing these ideas and sharing parts of your story and your vision. Absolutely. For the listeners, how can they best get in contact with you? Go to technology.world. That's our website. And then you will find everything that you need to know about us, about me, about programs. And that's the best place to be. We're everywhere. We're on LinkedIn, uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. You can find us anywhere. Let's start with the website. All right. Well, uh, it's been a good conversation. Yeah. I, there are so many words of wisdom that you dropped and ideas and examples. Thank you so much, Stefan, for That's being cool. here and doing this with me. I, I, I've enjoyed this conversation, and I hope our listeners are able to also be inspired by what you're doing to make changes in, in our communities. And I look forward to... Um, what year is it? Uh, 2025, when I am in the audience <laughs> watching you on the stage with the <laughs> clear people around me, uh, hearing you inspire us with your words, actions, and and experiences. So I'll, I'll whew, it's hard to say, but I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> or you have to do it where I'll, I live, and then that way it'll be easy. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll bring you over. It's okay. <laughs> All right. So thanks again for this. And, um, Till next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Queer Changemakers Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Mezzetin, and I hope that you're able to learn from what you just heard and think of ways that you yourself can also make change in your community for the better. Take care, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>